0: As uh, some of you listeners may know, Romelo White, after the end of the season, which obviously ended abruptly for everybody, did actually declare himself for the NBA draft. Now, I know that Romelo does have some off-the-court circumstances that uh, probably required him to uh, make money sooner rather than later, let's say. So I wasn't surprised by that move at all, and I figured that even if he was not selected in the nba draft or didn't get a meaningful contract in the g league that he would actually play professionally overseas right away so everybody was expecting a white to take that path i don't think it was out of the question that he was going to come back to asu for a senior season but again from what i knew he did have some circumstances that probably would compel him to play professionally sooner rather than later again whether it be domestically or internationally So the news that came down last night that he's really taking a whole different route altogether, wanting to play another year of college basketball but not returning to Arizona State, and furthermore putting the do not contact tag on himself when he entered the transfer portal uh, definitely points to a path that Romello White has known for weeks now, that not only is he not returning to ASU, but he has one specific college destination in mind when he entered the transfer portal. And just like yourself, I've been hearing the rumors about him uh, making uh, that destination uh, Vanderbilt just because of his connection to Jerry Stackhouse, who was his coach back in the AU club days. So that's how the situation uh, stands right now. And uh, maybe it's a matter of uh, uh, when and not if Romillo White uh, does announce officially that he has transferred to Vanderbilt.
1: You mentioned the uh, the NBA draft, how he declared uh, for that before even transferring. If he would have stuck with that decision, where do you think he would have gotten drafted? And you know, even if do you think he would have gotten drafted?
0: Yeah, honestly, I don't think his chances of being of uh, getting drafted would be uh, all that high. Uh, at uh, at six eight, he's really more of a tweener in nba standards i don't know if he really could play a true four power forward position in the in, in the nba uh, he definitely has some appealing aspects uh, to, uh, to, to to his game but i really did not see him as a viable uh nba draft prospect even somebody that would get uh, drafted uh very low in very low in the second round so he's somebody that Maybe best-case scenario, could, could have signed a two-way contract in the NBA, which would allow him to split time between the G League and the NBA. But honestly, I think the most uh, viable path that I foresaw for Romello a while is really just to uh, not get drafted in the NBA, probably not play in the G League, and just play professionally overseas, again, for the reasons that I mentioned earlier.
1: Now, on the court last year, Coach Bobby Hurley had a really solid team. They finished 20-11 and overall, tied for third uh, in the Pac-12. What was Romello White's role on the team last season?
0: Well, Romello White really was the only true starter who was a pure post player. Uh, Romello White is not a player that looks... For even, uh, mid-range shots, let alone, uh, to trying to, uh, yeah, to chuck it up in three-point range. He actually ends his ASU career not even attending, attempting one three-pointer. And honestly, I could probably count on, uh, on one hand the times that he actually shot from maybe 10 or 15 feet out. So he really was a pure, um, post player, just making his living in the paint. Uh, last season he really had I think his most productive season as a Sun Devil averaging, uh, just over 10 points a game and 8.8 rebounds averaging. So he definitely, uh, I think came to his own and really wasn't his best shape of his entire NBA. I'm I'm sorry, entire, I'm sorry, ASU career, uh, head coach Bobby Hurley said in the preseason that, uh, White, uh, was really poised to have a, a, a great year and, uh, he was more than happy uh, to tell us I told you so when he would turn in <laughs> a, a, a solid performance uh, this, this past season. So uh, it's obviously unfortunate for Arizona state losing its best uh, post player. And they really haven't been able to land any recruits that would be, uh, that would be available for this year to fill his spot. So this is definitely a big blow for, for Arizona state in terms of losing their best rebounder. And again, just uh, a player that, Uh, is a pure paint player that uh, really is, really is able to be quite formidable uh, scoring, scoring down low and um, and being a very, very good rebounder for the team. So this is uh, definitely a very hard pill for the, for the Arizona state staff to swallow. Again, it's one thing if you're just going to play professionally, even if you're doing it overseas, just because you have some financial needs, but to do, a 180 degree turn, if you will, and say, well, not only am I coming back to ASU, but I'm going to play another year of college basketball, Uh, that's something that caught, I think, a lot of people by surprise.
1: Now, Hood, before I ask you this next question, um, were you covering the team back in 2016 when he was originally recruited?
0: Yeah, absolutely. i have actually covering the team for the last twenty years. So, okay. Yeah, I was covering
1: that. Okay. In 20- yeah. That's what I thought. I, I want to ask you. You know, thinking back to when he originally committed to the team, just around yeah. you know, with the buzz there in Tempe, how big of a, a get was he? Because I read where he was a four-star, 97 rating on 24/7 Sports.
0: Yeah. On our network, Rivals.com, he was um, was actually a top 100 player. Like we said, a, a four-star player too. And uh, not that uh, Bobby Hurley's uh, recruiting really lacked ever since he got to ASU. I mean, it, it definitely kicked up uh, quite a few notches. And just in this uh, last 2020 recruiting class, they actually landed five star. Uh, yep. I'm sorry, uh, a couple of five star prospects. But uh, yeah, let's say early on in Bobby Hurley's tenure, he was definitely the biggest name at that time to, to come to to, uh, to come to Arizona State. Now the excitement over Romello's wide arrival in Tempe really diminished quite a bit just because he had to sit out the first year due to mm. uh, being academically in, 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 ineligible. And as we know, it usually takes front-court players in, in college a little more time to develop. So everything with Romello White uh, until he came to his own was just really a a, a a delayed process. And some say, look, Romello White has been four years in Tempe, only played for three and maybe the uh, the itch to leave and just to experience something something different, especially if he can do it closer to his home state of Georgia, is something they just felt was the most prudent thing to do right now in his career. And I guess the, the, there's definitely some validity to that. But uh, back then, Romello White was definitely a very big get for for uh, for Bobby Hurley. And uh, not, to, not that he played poorly in his uh, freshman year back in 2017-18. Uh, that's... Uh, when Arizona State made the NCAA tournament for the first time under Bobby Hurley. And his averages were pretty similar back then, at 10.5-point average and 7.1-rebound uh, average. So there really wasn't um, any, um, I would say, noticeable ascension from his freshman year to, uh, to, to his junior year, at least as far as the numbers. But I think that he definitely made more of an impact uh, this, uh, this, uh, this past season and really maybe lived up for the first time To that top one hundred player
1: ability. Well, the uh, the fact that he was academically ineligible there heading into his freshman season at at ASU might scare a few Vandy fans. Hode, I know I am not sure how close you can get to any of their academic records at Arizona State. How they're doing academically, I am not sure if you can at all. But do you think you, from your gut feeling, do you think there will be any issues with him academically at Vanderbilt just through admissions?
0: Look, I think the fact that he earned his degree at, at, at Arizona State mm-hmm. uh, is a clear indication that his academic tr- troubles are, are are definitely behind him, and he was able to achieve that. And uh, Arizona State, and not a lot of people don't know it, is really one of the finer public institutions uh, in, in the country. Uh, it gets recognized year after year by by several national publications as being a, a school that definitely uh, stands, stands on its own merit. So... I wouldn't say it's impossible for Mellow White to get accepted to su- to such a high academic school uh, like 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 Vanderbilt. I'd like to think that if this is something that's been concocted for a lack of a better term for the last for the last week or two for Mellow White to not only go into the transfer portal but really just go onto a one track route and and go to school like Vanderbilt that this has been thought out. Uh, by the coaching staff and by the um ac- academic advisors uh to the basketball team. So uh again, I mean, I don't think I'm I'm going to be floored if he gets accepted to Vanderbilt or anything like that, but I think I'll be more surprised if this has been in, in, in the works uh from Vanderbilt's standpoint and then the admission uh, office in in that school for one reason or another denies denies an entrance. And maybe the delay of Romeo White uh, officially announcing that he transferred to Vanderbilt is still due to the fact that uh, the admission process is still is still ongoing and far from being complete. So again, I mean, I'm not going to be uh, totally shocked because again, if you're in a degree from Arizona State, I think uh, you getting accepted to school like Vanderbilt is definitely not out of the question. Uh, but but again, it's really more incumbent on the Vanderbilt staff or the basketball staff or the academic staff to make sure that they really dotted all their I's and crosses all their T's uh, before trying to pave this path for a moment wide going from Tempe to Nashville.
1: Yeah, that's definitely relieving to hear for a lot of the Vandy fans. Um, <laughs> I, I've heard a lot about his production tapering off just a little bit late last season. Why do you think that is, Hode?
0: Well, I, I think that um, basically he, he did he did have an injury issue uh, throughout uh, the, uh, throughout the season that really kind of flared up more, if you will in in, in, in pac impactful play. And Arizona State is just a team that, in terms of the personnel makeup, uh, didn't really have a lot of front-court help uh, to uh, aid Romilla White this past season compared to maybe a season before that when they had a player like like Zylan Cheatham who uh, was doing very, very well in the G League, and I would expect him to be uh, more of the uh, NBA roster player in, 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 the, in, the, in the coming years. So I think uh, that's something... That uh definitely did uh, did, did hurt a run white to some extent, um I also know that there's um basically a perception that and really I want to say perception really more of a reality that derives from a certain perception that Arizona State is a team that, because of Bobby Hurley being like as many uh believe that the best college point guard to ever to ever place him up to be a play, to be to run a system that is much more guard friendly mm-hmm. if you will. Arizona State back in 2017-18 had the guard U moniker that they, yeah. that, 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 they did car- that they did carry they did carry proudly as they had four guards uh, leading them in scoring and it wasn't even close when he compared it to the uh, to the uh, to the rest of the roster. So I would say Romero White really played in a system where he didn't get that many touches. It definitely wasn't the focal point of the uh, of the of the Arizona State offense. And I think at the end of the day, uh, that definitely does affect. Uh, affect uh, you, you in, you know, your your production, but again, when you look at the numbers, I, I think the numbers uh, really did uh, did go up uh, somewhat from his freshman year to his junior year, especially when it comes to especially it comes to to, uh, to to the rebounding department. But I just think style of play and Ron not really having a lot of depth in the front court there are some issues that that did that did plague White. But all, all in all, I, would, I wouldn't call his uh, junior season uh, to be to be a bust or anything like that. Uh, definitely was his. I believe his best year in Tempe. It's just that um, Pac-12 play versus non-conference play. There definitely was a disparity there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he 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 will definitely have you know cons- if he does choose Vanderbilt, the role there at the Commodores will obviously be a lot bigger than his role at Arizona State. How good, uh, ho do you think he could be at Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt has struggled the past two years, only winning four games in the SEC. Bryce Drew was fired. They brought in Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, Romello played under Stackhouse uh, for his AAU team there. How good do you think he could be at Vanderbilt?
0: I mean, I, I definitely think that, he, that he's poised uh, to, to raise his averages, both rebounding and, and points-wise, a good, a good three, four points and, and, and three, four rebounds. If Jerry Stackhouse was so intent on in bringing Romello White, then I could see him building a system where White would be more of a focal point uh, of of the offense. Uh, now I'm not going to pretend to know the makeup of the, uh, of the of the Vanderbilt roster, and I don't know uh, what quality depth there is uh, in, in the front court. But if it's more than Arizona State has right now, then uh, this is something that, c- that can only help uh, Romello uh, Ro- uh, Ro- Ro- White that much more. In terms of in, in terms of raising his numbers, so obviously, like you said, Jerry Stackhouse and Earl White definitely have that close connection, and it's again not going to come as a shock at all if he doesn't end up in Nashville. But I'd like to think that if Jerry Stackhouse has been really pursuing Earl White as hard as he has, that he he has in mind a, an offensive system that's really going to be designed to highlight and showcase his skills uh, that much more. So. I'm again. I don't know the history of a Vanderbilt basketball, but I would think that Rella White, at least when we look at this uh, at this century, is probably going to be one of the better players uh, that the Commodores had. um, If Jerry Stackhouse really does devise a scheme that can uh, help Rella White shine that much more.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. There's no doubt about that. And and I want to I want to re- recap, you know, kind of cap off this interview with a football question. I know you probably didn't think I was going to go this <laughs> way, but I'm a big college football guy as well. Got the basketball out of the way. I've loved the way Herm Edwards has built his program up to to where they are now. With this season, kind of up in the air, we don't know if it's going to start on time. What are some of the expectations there in Tempe uh, with Herm Edwards there still at the helm? Yeah,
0: expectations are are, are definitely really high and. It's just kind of comical when it comes to the expectation level that the college football world had of Herm Edwards. Yeah, uh, I mean the bar was set so low that really, <laughs> if he was going to win just you know five six games his first season, uh, that was considered uh, to be a yeah. rousing success. And even in the second year, there were some pundits over there that uh, didn't feel that that, that that he would do that well. I think some, sometimes people lose sight that it's not only who your head coach is but what kind of staff are you assembling mm-hmm. around you? And I think that Arizona State football has what they call the pro model, where it's not only Herm Edwards has an, has an NFL background that's on the team, uh, on the coaching staff, I'm sorry, but uh, to have uh, also other members of the coaching staff. And, uh, Antonio Pierce won a Super Bowl ring with, with, the, with the New York Giants. Uh, Kevin Mowai was inducted to the Hall of Fame uh, last last year. Marvin Lewis a long-time head coach uh, in the NFL, and obviously somebody that Herm Edwards knows knows very well. And then there's some other folks um, on the coaching staff that have that NFL background. So I think that Arizona State was able to uh, build an environment that was very, very enticing for, the, for a lot of recruits to flourish. And um, last year they had a freshman quarterback in, in Jaden Daniels, who mm-hmm. definitely wasn't one of the best freshman signal calls in in the entire nation. And I think there's even that much more excitement for him uh, coming up in 2020. Again, assuming there's going to be a season come September. But I think that the expectation level at Arizona State has definitely risen. They have a lot of uh, returning proven players on defense. I definitely expect that side of the ball to play even better than it did last year. The big caveat is the defensive line. That's where the question marks really lie. And on the other side of the ball, you look at the trenches uh, over there at, at, at the offensive line. Right now, it's a given that Arizona State's going to have two sophomores in 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 the, in the starting lineup. And honestly, uh, those sophomores were freshmen last year as as starters, and they definitely were some issues at times uh, establishing the run and really protecting Jaden J- Daniels to the fullest. Can that offensive line take the next step? I know they got some some grad transfers; they're going to be starters. But if that offensive line can really be figured out, give Jadon Daniels um, uh, more protection. He's going to be dealing with mostly a lot of unproven wide receivers. Probably the two starting running backs are going to be true freshmen. So there's definitely some uncertainty on that side of the ball. But if you have uh, such a good quarterback like like Jenning Daniels returning and an offensive line that can only play better, you'd like to think, from 2019, then I think uh, the future – is bright uh, for this program, and it's a program that can uh, definitely contend for the for the Pac-12 South, and, and maybe even for the Pac-12 uh, itself. But uh, again, offensive line, defensive line, a lot of question marks over there. If they, if they if those question marks can be solved successfully, then you can see Herm Edwards uh, even turn in a better season than he did in his first two in
1: Wow, that's great news for fans there in Tempe, and you uh, know I know they're excited and hopeful that this season will start as a as same for, the, for thing for the basketball season here as well. So hopefully we can get sports uh, up and running. Hode, thank you so much for taking the time tonight to join me, and uh, you know hopefully this uh, this Romello White kid comes to Vandy. <laughs>
0: yeah, my, my 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 pleasure. And if he does end up over there, uh, I have a you you're going to be very very pleased with his uh, with, with with his production. If yeah. Vanderbilt was lacking a true
1: post player on the team, then Arelo White is exactly what the doctor ordered. All right, well, we shall see, Hode. Thanks again, man. Okay, take
0: care.
1: That was Hode Rubino, the publisher of devilsdigest.com.